What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, we are going to get into a Q&A episode. I've got a decent amount of questions from a lot of you again today, which I really appreciate that you guys are asking questions. Get them, getting them just via email. I'm getting them in my Instagram DMs. I'm getting them through TikTok from all over the place. So I really do appreciate you guys for asking questions and coming to me to help you with your fitness journeys and the advice that you're looking for to be able to create better results on your own journeys and what you guys are all going through. It helps me too to be able to create more content and things like that to better help you. And then again, it gives me questions to answer on these Q&A episodes to help everybody because chances are if you're struggling with something, probably other people are struggling with that exact same thing. So before we do get into the Q&A, if you do have questions, if you have anything that you're struggling with, you're always more than welcome to shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, ask me your question. I'll help you the best that I can. If I feel like it's a question that might help people on the podcast as well, I might bring that that question onto the podcast. Again, I won't state your name or anything like that. I'll just bring the question on. I won't expose you or say who you are or anything like that if privacy is an issue for you. So don't feel limited in that aspect. I won't ever put your stuff or your name out there to embarrass you or anything like that. If that's something that holds you back, just um, I just want to make that clear so that you understand that. But besides that, we are going to get into a Q&A. Life is getting back to a little bit of normality for myself. We just opened the gym up on Saturday. So a few days ago, today's Tuesday, we opened up on Saturday. So this is like the fourth day back, which is super nice. And one thing I've realized through all of this is that if we can take anything positive from the situation that we've all been in, and I know a lot of people are still stuck at home as well. Some people's states are opening up like my state of Idaho is, and and I know that that sucks and I feel for you. But as we get back to a little bit of normalcy in my own life, one thing that I realized from this whole situation is just how much I was taking particular things for granted, like the gym for aspect of running my own gym. I remember being the, a 21, 22-year-old kid with dreams of opening opening a gym. And once you actually accomplish it and it becomes a part of your normal and you're doing it, it's almost like a burden and you don't appreciate it for what it is. But as that was taken away from me and now clients are starting to come back, I'm starting to realize how much I was taking it for granted and how much I actually do appreciate getting to do what I do. And for you, if you've been taken away from work, if you can't go out to eat at restaurants, if you can't be around your friends as much as you'd like, maybe having that stripped away will help you learn and appreciate a better appreciation for it so that when you do get it back, you don't take it for granted and you just see things from a new perspective. So if there's anything positive we can take from this, I'm always looking for positive outlets from negative situations and things to be able to learn from it. Because if you're not learning from it and you're just being negative about it only, well, then it's going to be a burden on your life. But if you take lessons from the negative things that happen to you, then that just creates more experience for yourself. It helps you grow as an individual to overcome those obstacles. So when they happen again, maybe it's not so bad or different things like that. Just always trying to grow and always trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel or the light in the darkness can really improve your life and really improve your mindset. And it's something that I'm trying to work on, something that I always haven't been perfect at either. Being 100% honest, I tend to try to go to the negative. But as I get older, as I try to develop into a better person through self-growth, it's something that I'm really trying to work on is to be more positive and see the light in the world rather than always trying to see the dark. So I know 
the last few months, there has been a lot of dark for most of us. Worlds have kind of been turned upside down. But what's been taken away from you that when you get back, are you really going to appreciate and not take for granted again? Maybe it's the gym, being able to go to the gym. Maybe it's going out to restaurants or being with friends or being with family, whatever that may be. So I just want to leave you guys with that before we hop into the Q&A episode. Hopefully it helps or hopefully it sparks a, a light for somebody out there. So anyway, without further ado, let's just hop into the Q&A. Question number one, how do I know when to add weights to my strength training? Using body weight is still hard, but I don't know if it's enough. So what I from that is basically... For strength training, all you're doing is body weight stuff now, and you want to know when the right time is to start adding resistance in terms of weight. And I would say right now is the perfect time to start adding resistance. Even if you're still doing push-ups and you're still trying to do pull-ups or whatever those body weight movements might be, there's no reason to start not start adding weighted movements with particular movement patterns that your body is capable of at the same time. So like trying to get push-ups and pull-ups and things like that, air squats, it's all great, but chances are... You could be doing some presses. You could be doing some rows, different things that are going to help you get better at those body weight movements too. So I wouldn't think you just have to start with body weight if you're a beginner and work into weights. I would add those together and be doing them simultaneously and doing so is going to help you get better at lifting with weights and it's going to help you get better at the body weight movements too. You're going to be able to build strength in both together. I wouldn't look at like you just have to start with body weight. And then you can move into weights. Again, I would start with some weights. I would start getting down the seven main um, multi-joint movement patterns that you can do. That's going to be a squat. That's going to be a hip hinge. That's going to be a single leg squat. It's going to be an overhead press, a vertical press. It's going to be a vertical row, a horizontal row, and a horizontal press as well. Couldn't remember how I said that. But yeah, those are the seven. So I would start adding all of those different movement patterns into your training. Now, like the horizontal press, you can do as a push-up, right? The squat, you could do without weight if you wanted to. The single leg squat, you could do without weight if you wanted to. But some of those other movements, like a vertical press, a horizontal row, you could do that as an inverted body weight inverted row as well if you wanted to. But um, like a vertical pull, you're probably not going to be strong enough to do pull-ups quite yet. So using like bands, using bands, or if you're in the gym, using some cables, a cable pull-down or things like that are going to help you get better at body weight movements too. So long story short, I wouldn't look at it as you have to get good at body weight movements to be able to move into weights. I would be doing both together. And then from there, you're going to get stronger at both while doing them simultaneously. Question number two, is it okay to do cardio in the morning and weights in the afternoon? That is absolutely okay. If that works for your schedule, there's nothing wrong with that. So typically what I like to see is if you're doing cardio and you're doing strength training, doing them at two different times of the day is probably the best. Now that doesn't mean you have to do that. So if you're going to go to the gym and you're going to tackle your strength session as well as your cardio session at one time, I would like to see that strength session before the cardio session. But let's say you're going to work out in the morning and do strength or cardio and you're going to work out in the afternoon and do strength or cardio, you're going to get them both done at separate times. You could do the strength in the morning and the cardio in the afternoon, or you could do the cardio in the morning and the strength in the afternoon. It's not really going to make that much of a difference um, to whatever time you decide to do it, as long as you're getting them both in. But again, if you're doing just if you're doing them both at the same time, I would do the strength first and the cardio second, just so that you're fully energized and you're fully recovered for the, you're fresh basically for the strength session and then go into the cardio session after if it's walking or running or whatever that you don't necessarily need to be 100% at 
because the strength should be your main focus, especially if your goal is fat loss or if you're trying to get leaner, if you're trying to get toned and defined, whatever you want to call it, you want to be focusing. The majority of your exercise should be focused on strength training. That's what's going to help you hold on to lean tissue. It's going to help you get stronger. It's going to help you look better throughout your journey. So that should always be prioritized if you're doing them together, just because you're going to be stronger if you do the strength before the cardio in a single session. But if you're going to do them separate, it doesn't really matter which one you do first and which one you do second. And a lot of people ask this about working out. When's the best time of the day to work out? My answer for this is very simple. When can you consistently work out each day? That's the best time for you to work out. So don't think like if I work out late at night, you're not going to get as good of results because it's late at night or it's in the morning or whatever. That's all crap. As long as you can be consistent with whatever time works best for you in your schedule to work out, that's the best time to work out. So don't work into the minutiae too much. Just get consistent with what you're doing. Find a time that's going to work best for you. And as long as you can be consistent with it, that's going to create the result that you want. All right, question number three. I like this question. It says, I'm a 44-year-old female and want to start lifting weights but no, but don't know how to get started. Do you have any suggestions? I absolutely have some suggestions. I work with a lot of females in this exact case, like 30 to 50 years old who haven't done a whole lot of strength training in the past but are ready to take the plunge because they realize the benefits from it. So I think you're in a great position. I think you're in a great mindset to know that it's time to start adding good weights to actually achieve the result that you want because many ladies 10 20 years ago is all about doing group classes and it was all about doing a lot of cardio or cutting carbs or whatever it may be to create the toned or defined look that you want and as more data has come out as more research has come out it clearly shows to create that the definition in your body you have to be strength training definition or toned just means that you have muscle on your body and you're low, low enough body fat to be able to show it so um to be at your age and just starting there's nothing wrong with that i've worked with a lot of ladies in that same age range who are just getting started and they've created great results from what they're doing so um getting started what i would look at doing as far as strength training I would probably look at doing just three days a week of it with like one to two cardio sessions per week. So those three days could be full body, full body, full body. That's really how I would get started is three full bodies per week. And as you get a little bit more advanced, you can go to like an upper, lower, and then a full body. And then you can move into like an upper, lower, upper, lower over time. But getting started, I would just do three strength sessions per week. I would do all full body sessions. In one session, I would focus on some sort of a deadlift variation as your first movement. In the other session, I would focus on some sort of a squat variation as your first movement. And in the third session, I would focus on some sort of a vertical or a horizontal press as your first movement. And then make sure you're including all of the other movement patterns as well. So like I said, with the seven different movement patterns that you want to make sure that are always in your program at all times are the squat, the single leg squat, the deadlift variation, hip hinge variation is what that is, the vertical press, the vertical row, the horizontal press, and the horizontal row. So to fill in the rest of your day should be exercises revolved around that. And I'm actually, I know I've talked about on here that I'm going to release FFD soon, Fit Functional and Define. It's a female program, three day per week, full body with a couple of cardio sessions tapped in as well. So it's five days total. I'm actually going to release that, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned and I'll talk about it here on the podcast a little bit more. But that is going to come out very soon. That would be perfect for you, something like that. Set up in the same way. It's three full body workouts per week with all those compounds. It's got all the variations in there and, and some fun stuff too. A lot of glute work, a lot of shoulder work, a lot of back work, things that females usually like to 
accentuate in their training. But three days per week, full body sessions, one to two cardio sessions per week. I want to get crazy with it. Just like some walking on the treadmill, maybe like something on a row or some hit work that wouldn't be bad too. Or you could just do set yourself a step goal every single day. So set a step goal for like 8,000 steps per day. That's what I do for myself as well. I set a step goal of 8,000 steps and I use that to track my progress instead of having to do a certain amount of cardio every single every single week. Instead, I just like it better because I don't like to have to go hop on a treadmill or anything like that. So hopefully this helps. Three full body sessions per week. Again, I am going to drop FFT soon for those who are interested. This would be something that would be perfect for you too. It'd be much cheaper than actual um, coaching would be because it's just a one-off program and you could use in that sense as well. So yeah, three full bodies, a couple cardio sessions. Make sure you're hitting those seven movement variations and um, you're good to go. And again, don't be scared or intimidated. And I know it's easier to say that than to actually not feel it, but understand everybody inside of the gym is there for the same reason. And like when you see somebody that's more experienced than you, that's in their training, more likely than not, like they're excited for you that they're, that you're in there. Nobody's in there to judge you. They're in there trying to improve themselves just the same as you are. So most people, and when I say most, there's going to always be the, the dirt bag here and there that is cocky and thinks he's cooler than everybody else. But for the majority, I think what you'll pleasantly find is that most people inside of gyms are in there to support each other. So if you see somebody that is where you want to be, don't be scared to ask them for advice. Most people will be flattered if you go up and ask them what they're doing or asking them advice or ask for help on do it with form and different things like that. Like people will be flattered. Another thing you could do is make sure that you're videoing yourself with your movements just to make sure that you're doing them correctly or getting advice from somebody because before you start trying to get stronger and use more weight you want to make sure that you have your mood movement patterns down correctly so that you're not getting injured throughout your training as well so focus on form three full body workouts per week maybe a couple cardio sessions or um, hit a step goal of like 8,000 steps per day and you're going to be in a great position to start tra- changing your body as far as the training is concerned. And then from there, it just comes down to dialing in your nutrition to help as much as possible in that way too because it takes both. You have to have both training and nutrition to get you to the result that you're trying to get to. So don't forget that aspect to it. But uh, yeah, that's where I would start. All right, next question. To hit 160 grams of protein each day, I'm typically having to, I'm typically having to drink one to two 20 gram protein shakes throughout the day. Is that fine? I know supplements are hit and miss. Two protein shakes, one to two protein shakes at 20 grams of protein each is totally fine. Using protein powder is not bad. If it helps you get to your protein goal by the end of the day, that is amazing. Now, if you can do that through just regular food, is that going to be better? Obviously, but is it going to hinder your results to use a protein powder to hit your protein goal by the end of the day? Absolutely not. That's totally fine. That's what supplements are there for. Supplements are to supplement your diet. Where many people go wrong is thinking they have to have a protein powder to build muscle or they have to have a protein powder to get stronger, whatever it may be. When really, protein powder and Chicken are no different. They both have protein in them. The protein powder doesn't have anything special. It's just there to help supplement your protein intake for the day if you need an easier way to hit your protein goal because you can't get it in through your food. Hopefully that makes sense. So one to two protein shakes every single day, completely fine. One thing I would just say is try not to do more than two protein shakes per day just because, like I said, it's going to be better to get your 
protein in through good whole foods and drinking a lot of protein powder. I just don't like it. Some people can react. It can mess with your stomach. And again, I would rather see you eating your protein rather than drinking it, especially if you're in a calorie deficit, just because you're going to feel fuller from eating it than you are from drinking it. Most of the time, you're going to feel fuller from eating something rather than a liquid that you're drinking, right? So just using that common sense, I wouldn't try to drink a ton of protein powder. I try to eat the majority of it. But again, one to two protein shakes every single day, completely fine. I find myself using protein powder probably like five or six times a week, almost one time a day. So absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's not going to hinder your results in any way. It's not bad for you in any way. But again, if you can get it through whole food, it's always going to be the best answer. But if you can't, you can absolutely supplement with the protein powder to hit your protein goal. That's the purpose of the supplement is to just help you in getting your nutritional needs in for the day. So use it for that purpose, but don't use it as the purpose of like, oh, I need this to build muscle or, oh, I need this to lose weight because that's not the case at all, right? We can get all of the results we want from just our food intake and from training, but sometimes it's hard to optimize our food and our training in particular ways. So adding a supplement to help us optimize makes sense. The last question that we're going to answer today, we've gotten through these pretty fast and it also revolves around supplements a little bit. It says, do you use any, do you use any supplements yourself? And I will be 100% honest here. I do not use very many supplements at all. If I supplement anything, it's generally just a protein powder. And I'm not saying that that's the best way you should go to go about it or the way that you should go about it. I think it can be smart to supplement with a fish oil. I think it can be smart to supplement with a multivitamin. Um, I think it can be smart to supplement supplement with creatine and different things like that. But again, for myself, I'm a very minimal type person and I know I can get really good results just through my diet and through my training. And so I'm just not the type to religiously buy supplements and always have them and always take them. Now, that doesn't mean that that is the correct answer for everybody. And that's what you should do. Oh, Chaz doesn't take supplements. So I don't need to take supplements. If you find yourself not eating a lot of fatty fish, things like that, maybe supplementing with the fish oil will benefit you to get the correct healthy fats in your diet that you're going to need. If you're not eating a whole lot of red meat and, and eggs and things of that nature, maybe it's a really good idea for you to supplement with creatine to make sure you have optimized creatine levels. If you're not eating a lot of veggies and vitamin dense, vitamin rich foods, maybe it's a good idea for you to supplement with a multivitamin to make sure you're getting all of those in. But at the end of the day, I stay on top of most of that in my nutrition. Does that mean I'm perfect with it? No, it just means that for the most part, I'm pretty consistent with the inside of my nutrition. So I don't really find the need to go out and supplement with it because I just try to get it through food. And again, I'm a very minimal type person. I'm not the type that feels like I need to have a supplement cupboard in my kitchen that's truck full of all the supplements that I need to take. I'm just not that way. And I've had bad experience with supplements in the past where when I was younger and getting into all this, where I had gotten scammed a few different times thinking that just trying to buy supplements that were too good to be true. And then as I started to create the best results of my life without supplements, I was, I didn't get sour. I just realized that they're not a necessity to me. And like I said, I'm a very minimal type person, especially the older I get, the more minimal that, that I am. I don't need the nicest of the nice or the most optimal of the most optimal. I like to make do with the things that I have and make the best out of that situation, if that makes sense. I know that might sound kind of weird, but that's just who I am and who I'm growing into the older that I get, which is super interesting, right? Because 
to be honest, growing up, I grew up in a family that had money. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. Like I had everything that I wanted. I drove nice cars. I, I lived in a pretty nice house with my family and things. But as I get older, like I just realize I just need a car that's paid for in cash because I don't want a car payment. I just need a, a nice small home that fits my family inside of it. I need a, a couple businesses that I really enjoy running that get me up and have purpose every single day. And I'm as happy as a clam. Like I don't have these crazy goals to be like a crazy huge millionaire or anything like that. I just want to be happy and I want to be very self-sufficient. And I take that into my training as well. I put that kind of philosophy into a lot of my clients programming too. Like you don't need six days of training per week. You can have three really solid days of training per week and, and solid nutrition. You can get just to get as results. And I think a lot of us are looking for that when it comes to our body composition to changing our body composition. We don't want these crazy huge plans with a whole bunch of different stuff that you have to do this and this and this. You just want a simple plan that's going to work and get you the result that you want that in a sustainable manner. And that's what I put into my training and nutrition and it's kind of fallen into the rest of my life. Anyway, I'm going on to rant here because this question was about supplements. <laughs> but anyway, when it comes to supplements, for the most part, just a protein powder. Really don't take a whole lot of anything else. Sometimes if I'm on a kick, I'll do creatine just because it is the most proven supplement to help with strength. Um, it keeps your muscles fuller. You hold a little bit of water from it, but it helps you be stronger. And a stronger muscle a lot of the time is a bigger muscle as well. So people interested in that, it can be helpful. And that's not just for males. That's for females too. That doesn't mean you're going to get big and bulky taking creatine, but it is going to help you be a little bit stronger. So you're potentially going to be able to grow muscle a little bit better, maybe even faster. Now, you're not going to take it and just blow up all of a sudden, but it might make your your journey a little bit more efficient. But for myself, I do eat a lot of red meat. I do eat a lot of eggs. So my creatine levels are decently high for the most part. Are they optimally high? Probably not. But again, I'm just very minimal. So I don't. I try not to think about it too much. I try to hit the principles. Again, are you on top of your calorie intake? Are you hitting enough protein every single day? Filling most of your foods with whole nutritionally dense foods and then adding in some of the fun stuff that you want as well to make sure you're staying sane throughout the process and you're making a sustainable result. And with that, are you being consistent with your training program? Are you progressing in your training program? And are you enjoying your training program? If you're on top of those things consistently, you're going to get amazing results without having to invest into supplements, without, without having to worry about the perfect meal timing, without a lot of these things that a lot of people will try to act like are the most important things to getting results, when in reality, they're the least important. They're probably like the 5% of results that you can get. When I try to keep my focus on the 95% because I know that's what I can stay consistent with day in and day out and it's what's going to produce the best result for me and the majority of the time with most of the types of clients that I work with, that's what's going to produce the best result for them too. So I hope you guys enjoyed this Q&A. I've got more questions here, but again, I like to keep this in the 20 to 30 minute range. Hopefully you got some good value out of this. Again, if you have questions that you'd like me to answer and help you with personally, my DM's always open. My email is always open. I'm always happy to help you guys with whatever it is that you're struggling with and whatever I might be able to clarify better for you. If you did find value in this episode, I would be extremely appreciative if you could take a screenshot and put it in your IG story or just share it with a friend as well that you know might be struggling or might be able to benefit from this sort of straightforward advice that you're getting here today. So again, I do appreciate you guys and I'll talk with you soon. 